presence and to listen to your word this morning. I pray that Lord you speak through me to the benefit of everybody here that at the end of the day we'll be blessed from what you have told us. In Jesus' name have we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, choosing a spouse. Choosing a spouse. From what I just read, this is something that you don't take kindly or you don't take lightly. It is a lifelong journey. I have been married for eight years now with three kids. And I tell people that it has been a wonderful journey so far. A very wonderful one in all areas. It's been a very wonderful journey. But you see, the fact that it's been a very wonderful journey does not mean that it has been bread and butter. It has been honey throughout the period. I hope you get it. Yes, we've had our ups and downs, our low moments and all that. But in all, it has been wonderful. It has been very wonderful. And so when I look at where God took me from and how far he has brought me and where he's taken me to, and I see any person who desires to enter into marriage, I love it and I want to speak to that person. Because you see, if only you will do it right, you will enjoy it. I take it again. If only you will do it right, you will enjoy your marriage. Okay. This morning, I want us to concentrate on Genesis 24, 12 to 16. Genesis 24, 12 to 16. Genesis 24, 12 to 16. I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, I pray you, cause me to meet with good success today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming to draw water. Let it so be that the girl to whom I say, I pray to you, let down your jar that I may drink. And she replies, drink, and I will give your camels drink also. Let her be the one whom you have selected and appointed and indicated for your servant Isaac to be a wife to him. And by it I shall know that you have shown kindness and faithfulness to my master. 15. Before he had finished speaking, behold, out came Rebekah, who was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Nahor, the brother of Abraham, with her, with her water jar on her shoulder. And the girl was very beautiful and attractive, chaste and modest and unmarried. And she went down to the well, filled her water jar, and came up. Amen. 
I think, or, yeah, I believe most of us are conversant with this passage of scripture, isn't it? Uh, we've, 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 we've heard it, I believe. It's, it's one of the passages that, uh, when it comes to marriage and making the choices of, ma uh, of a partner, you, you can't run away from You definitely, one way or the other, would, would go to it. It's a very popular passage when it comes to talking about some of these things. But one thing I have seen, with the little that I have heard or read when it comes to uh, the application of this passage, is basically uh, the servant prayed to God and he was specific in his prayer and God answered. So we, we also need to pray to God, we need to be specific so that God will answer. It's true, it's true. But this morning what I want us to do is that we are going to take this portion of scripture step by step you get it and go a little bit deeper into it and begin to see what exactly is there that makes this scripture quite important when it comes to making the choice of a partner yes as christians the first thing we need to do the first thing as a christian you need to do if you have it at the back of your mind that you marry at any point in your life is to pray that, that is the first thing you need to do is to pray because you see when Abraham when you read from verse 1 coming when Abraham sent the servant the servant was going to an unknown land yes he had told him to go to his family but he didn't know any of the family members it's not in our generation where if let's say Priscilla is a family member and I'm asking Scott to go to her, I can just pick the phone or Scott can just, I can give her number to Scott for Scott to just call her that auntie, uh, Uncle Kwame says I should come. So can you give me direction to your place? It wasn't like that. Technology in their days had not gotten to our level. It wasn't like that. So he was venturing into a totally unknown territory where the possibility of making mistakes was very high. I hope you get it. So, is he, when you want to choose a partner or a spouse, it is a territory that you are not familiar with. Hmm? All the ladies sitting here, any of them is a potential spouse to any of you here. Any of them is, is. likewise a gentleman to the ladies. You get it. But you see, you would make a big mistake if you sit here and assume that, oh, Priscilla is, 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 is prayerful. I, I, I mean, oh, I mean, yes, we, 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 we click, so, I mean, it will work. Let me go and say something. You might go and say it. She might say yes. But believe you me, it, it might be a big mistake on your behalf. So, in order to enter into a territory where you know nothing about, the first thing you need to do is to enter into that territory with prayer ahead of you. Or, I'll put it in another way, with God as your partner. I hope you get it. So the first thing the servant saw was the need to do, was to partner with God in making the choice. Some of us have had terrible experiences, yes. 
Because at a, at a point in time, we just chose. And it brought us Wahala. It wasn't that the, the, the women we chose were wrong. It was just that we chose out of the flesh and not out of the leading of the spirit. I mean, before I married, the woman I met before I married, I had known her from children's service. I had known her family and all that. So along the line when things were not working well, I mean, I was like, ah, you know this girl. You've known her from children's service and all that. I proposed, she accepted. We started dating, but believe you me, if I had known, or if I had prayed, and I had known certain things, I would possibly not have taken those steps. Because you see, you started dating a woman whom you are the third person in her life, but has not been able to overcome her first boyfriend. I hope you get it. You are the third person she's dating. But boyfriend number one, she has not overcome him. So whilst you are dating her, you help her to overcome boyfriend number one. But boyfriend number two, it is difficult for her because, you see, the level of intimacy that had gone on between the two of them was serious. So now, you are in a relationship whereby boyfriend number two is, your, is, is her standard of measurement for you. I hope you get it. So prayer, or your partnership with God, should be the first thing you do before you decide to make any move. So if you are here, and you have made your move without prayer, believe you me, it might either not end well for you, or even if it will end well, the challenges you might go through, because you might, God might not have, or God's timing for you might not have been ready, but you went ahead of God and you entered into it. Yes, he's merciful. He can grant you the grace to be able to battle a lot of things. But it would have been better to wait on him to know his set time before you want to take the step. I hope you get it. Now let's go into the prayer that servant prayed itself. And for me, it carries almost everything that you need to know or you need to look at when you are taking the step. Is he in his prayer? I said that, and he said to the, and he said, Oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, I pray to you, cause me to meet with good success today. So even before he started laying out the things he would want God to do, he first and foremost requested for what? Success. So people say, Oh, he was specific. The prayer he started praying started with he asking God for what? For success. You see, you can pray and pray amiss and you think that it is God answering you. No. He was specific that God should give him what? Success. And as part of your prayer, the first thing you need to do 
is to ask God to be able to succeed. Because it is possible that you can meet two ladies who, in terms of the things that, or you can meet two gentlemen, who in terms of the things that you are looking out for, both of them fit it squarely. But the choice you might make, or you will make, may not be a successful one. I hope you get it. So he was specific in asking God to give him success on that journey. Your marriage should be a marriage of success, not a marriage of failure. I hope you get it. I remember when I got married, I think within the first month or two, I sat my wife down and I told her that, yes, we are married. But for me, this marriage is not a successful marriage. If people or others will not benefit from this marriage, she was like, she doesn't understand. I said, look, I believe God will bring us to a point where, in terms of finances, we will not need to struggle or wouldn't struggle. In terms of taking care of our children, we wouldn't struggle. But that alone for me is not enough as a married man. For me, I see marriage as a ministry. And anybody that comes close to us should benefit from that ministry. She understood that the angle I, I was coming from. And God being so good, it is working. I hope you get it. I mean, there are people who come close to us. And I say this to the glory of God. Some people come. Put it somewhere. Alice, there are two ladies who have drawn close to me within those eight years of marriage. Marriage. And through that affiliation, they've also gotten married. And for me, that should be a blessing. I always say, and I say it with humility, that I don't know what to look out for in another woman that God has not given to me in my wife. I hope you get it. So for me, if you're a woman and you draw close, forget it. No matter what you do, the Holy Spirit will blind my eyes. I will see. I will see. One of the ladies, the second lady who through my affiliation with her, got that breakthrough. She told me point blank, KK, you see, you are the perfect man I am looking for. It's unfortunate you are married. If at, as of the time I met you, you were not married, there was no way I would allow any, any woman to come close. When she said it, I looked at her and I was laughing. And I told her, that is why God didn't allow me to, me, me to meet you. But he allowed my wife to meet me. You see, this was a person who was in a relationship but, but was looking at certain standards. I prayed for her, I prayed into it. And the Holy Spirit led me to ask her some basic questions. When I asked her those basic questions concerning her relationship, that was the end of the case. After a week or two, she told me that she was not, because the gentleman was so ready and willing to marry her, but this lady was giving excuses. 
But after a week or two after that incident, she's, she called me to tell me that she's ready to, to, uh, to marry the gentleman. And believe you me, the way God moved in getting them to get themselves organized for their marriage and everything, it was amazing. For me, your marriage should be a success. And if you see, the success of the marriage is not necessarily you traveling 20 years. 40. Somebody can be married for 40 years, but the marriage is not a successful marriage. Do you know why? Because they are, both of them are in the marriage and they are enduring the circumstances. I hope you get it. But I would define marriage, a successful marriage is a marriage in which the couple themselves are getting blessed and people are drawing closer to them and are also what? Getting blessed. For me, that is how I would define, I would define a successful marriage. So if I marry for 10 years and within the 10 years, 10 people get blessed and for one reason or the other, God takes my partner away, I'll be grateful because during that period, the marriage was successful and others were God blessed. So the one thing that you should aim for and desire and pray for is that the journey upon which you are going to embark on will be successful, not in only the, in choosing the person, but also in what? In the marriage itself. Because choosing the person and getting married is not, is not enough. No, 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 no. I remember some time ago, one of my, my small girls who is now also married, Ask me, ah, back on me. It's sex, sex, now, nah, mostly sex, sex, now. Nah. And I say, two hours and not three hours, so kind of making a minimum, so. Now, say, oh, I'm not going to give you any timeline. When you get there, you will see. Or say, Debbie, ah, you see me, ah, eh? Now, say, sister, we are all different. My stamina is different from whoever you marry's stamina. So if I tell you it is 30 minutes, it is one hour, and you go and the person's stamina is five minutes, I'll disappoint you. So you, I won't put time on it, but when you get there, you will see it. So when she got married, I asked her, how many hours? She looked at me and she laughed. I said, ah, I didn't have a I mean, certain ideas and those things. But you see, the, the, the truth of the matter is that each marriage is different. And the success of a marriage most of the time also depends on the individuals involved. But you should pray and desire that your marriage reward will be successful. Okay. You see, the servant in his prayer, and you see, all the things he's saying in his prayer are things that we should look out for, even if we have not really spent time to pray in that direction. The second aspect, he said that, see, I stand here by the well of, the, of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming to draw water. And let it be so that the girl whom to, to whom I, 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 I say, I pray you, let down your jar. So I want to stop here. So you see that he saw a host of young women coming to fetch water, okay? But you see, he did not concentrate on outward appearance, no. He started by looking out for something, and this is what he did. 
So he looked at the young man. I mean, I believe possibly there were some who might have caught his eye and said, that, wow, if I look at Isaac and I look at this lady, this lady might suit Isaac. But as I said, he was venturing into an unknown territory. And making a mistake was not something that was affordable. So he says that, uh, I pray you, let down your jar that I may drink. And she replies. So you see, for me, the first thing I see the servant looking out for was a woman with humility. Was a woman because he said that the person I will talk to and say, Can I drink from your jar? And the person would do it and even go to the extent of wanting to feed my animals. That means he's looking for a woman who first and foremost has what? Humility. And you see, it goes to the gentleman as well. Listen, if you are a man and you are also not humble, forget it. Arrogance won't take you any far. So when you are looking out for a spouse or wanting to choose a spouse, one of the key things you need to look out for is someone who has humility. You cannot and you should not skip that. Humility. The second point is someone who listens because you see, if he has, if as of the time he had, was speaking to Rebecca, Rebecca would just, you see, there's a difference between hearing and what? Listening. So Rebecca would probably just might have heard and said, okay, I hear you. Just walks away. But you see, he looked out for a woman who has the ears to what? To listen. Not easy. He was saying that I am going to ask her to give me water to drink. But this woman will not only give me water to drink, but will go beyond my request and also give water to the animals. That means that you are talking about somebody who will listen and descend into your need. I hope you get it. Someone who would what? Listen and what? Descend into your need. So Rebecca was the type of woman because when you, when you read a story, she not only did it for the man, but she went to fetch water for the camels. So you are looking out for humility. You are looking out for somebody who has a listening and a discerning spirit to choose as a partner. Because listen, there are times that based on the situation that is at hand, you don't need somebody who is going to frustrate you or, or add to the add insult to an injury. You need somebody who can descend into the, into the moment and know that I need to give you space. I need to encourage you. I need to go beyond what is currently happening and do something extra such that this marriage will move on. That is what the man was looking for. And you see, interestingly, he was not looking out for these things for himself, but rather for his master's son. Meaning that he knows the type of person Isaac is. Or Isaac was. So, you see, as I talk, we should be 
asking and assessing ourselves with some of these things. Do you have a listening and discerning spirit? Some of us, before somebody speaks, we have concluded. And that is very bad. Before the person speaks, then you draw your conclusion. Is it, it means that you are not the listening type. You are not the listening type. The person tries to crack a joke and it turns to fireworks. There is war. Just before I left the house this morning, a couple, okay, yeah, they are, they are a couple all right, but they are cohabiting, they are not married yet. The wife had come to lodge a complaint with my wife on Monday concerning something that the gentleman had done, and she wanted me to come in. So I told them I'll meet them yesterday in the evening, but I got home late, so this morning I went to see them. They were also not there, so they came, they had stepped down, so they came over when they got home. So we sat down just this morning, and the crust of the matter is that the gentleman and the lady had gone for a program on Sunday, and another person who came to the program, or I think was invited by the gentleman, whatever, also a lady came. And when they were done with the program, the guy called for a taxi. When the taxi came, he opened the front door for his guest, and his girlfriend got angry. And in, in his presence, the lady is like, me know na na, who me taxi cab, taxi cab my means name with that. girlfriend by idea will be taxi on what's in our front, will be a front man is on what's now. And this alone became an issue. You see, some of you, some of you see it as tri trivial, isn't it? But it became an issue to the point that the guy got got so furious when they got home. I mean, he brought the lady home. The lady said, "If he if um, um, he is bringing them home, uh, uh, um, she and their, 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 their kids home, so that he goes back, she won't agree." She sat in the taxi with them. They went back. The guy went to do whatever he wanted to do. When he was done, they, they tried to get a, a, a public transport. The lady is like, I will not move into the, uh, the transport first, unless you go, because if I go in, there is a possibility you let the church move. <laughs> so the gentleman kept quiet. He sat in, in, in the church with them. They, 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 they came home, a whole lot of issues, to the point that the guy nearly slapped the lady. So yesterday in the morning, when the lady was, when the, the, uh, the gentleman was leaving the house, he gave the lady a strong warning that even food that she has prepared, she shouldn't touch it. No, I think uh, she gave, yeah, she, she gave him the warning on Monday. So Monday it rained. So the lady also didn't touch the food and left it where it was. When it rained, rain poured into the food. So when the gentleman came home, he saw that the food was there. Because somebody couldn't listen and discern that this is not a time where I need to what? React. I hope you get it. 
We should have listening ears and discerning spirits. Because marriage is not a joke. Let me, let me be very honest with you. If it is all about just having sex with your partner and just moving about, there's no need for you to marry. I remember Reverend Dr. Okuni Prempong, former Christian Council, General Secretary, said one time that, you see, if you are getting married because you need somebody to wash your clothes for you, you don't need a wife, you need, you need a washing machine. If you are getting married because you want somebody to cook for you, you don't need a wife, you need a cook. If you are getting married because you want somebody who will take, who clean your house and all that, you don't need a wife, you need a cleaner. Because marriage goes way beyond that. Is it sometimes, I get, I get mad at my wife and I'm like, ah, you won't lay the bed. She'll just look at me and say, see, when you lay the bed, I really enjoy sleeping on it. So for that, I always want you to lay the bed. And this is something that somebody, in somebody's house, it can turn into a fight. Because the man will feel that, why should I be the one to lay a bed for, for, for the woman to, lay, to sleep on it? But when the woman lays it, you will sleep on it. So what is wrong if you lay for her to sleep on it? I hope you get it. We should have listening ears and discerning what spirits. That is what we should look out for. You see, these things that I'm saying, please, you will not find them automatically in a, in a person. No, 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 no. Yes, you might find somebody who is humble. But that person hasn't got the listening and discerning spirit. So as, as you work with a person, the person can learn and improve. I hope you get it. Some of these things that we are talking of, of they are not cast in stone or they are not saying that you find everything in an individual. No. We have no perfect human being on this earth. No, we don't have, we don't have anything like that. But these are some of the things that you should look out for. Because you see, if you are in a relationship with someone, or you are married to someone who can't listen, or who doesn't feel how you feel, it is very heartbreaking. It is very, very, very heartbreaking. Because they don't, they, 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 they don't, they don't feel what you feel, they don't sense what you so where, what, if, if, if you are going into your grave, they don't see it. They, they are not able to share your joy with you. If you are with such people, it is quite dangerous. Or it's very dangerous because it means you are all alone in whatever situation that you find yourself in. Let's continue. The other thing too that the servant was looking for is someone who is kind-hearted. Someone who is kind-hearted. Because if it is not kindness, why would I give you water to drink and go to the extent of feeding your animals? I hope you get it. You ask me for water. I have given you water. As to what your 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 your, your animals will drink, 
Should that be my business? No. So I believe that Rebecca would have been right, giving the man water and not giving the animals water to them. But you see, the man was looking for a woman who is kind-hearted and is ready and willing to go the extra mile for you. Listen, one of my sons in church, he's in a relationship. When he spoke to me about the relationship, I think the second or third time he spoke to me about the relationship, I told him that point, I told him point that a gentleman, this woman will not help you. You better move on. But he was like, Papa, how do I meet someone? Eh? I told him that, you see, all the signs on the wall indicate that this woman, if you marry her, She's trouble. This is a woman who, 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 who has been pushing the gentleman for sex. And the gentleman says that, listen, <laughs> I know who I am. It's not that I am impotent. Yes, I've done it before. But I am not ready and willing to tell these lines again. Because I know that what I suffered during those periods. But now, God has delivered me. And I have given my life to God. And I have vowed that until I marry. And it's not going to happen. So stop putting pressure on me. Then this woman goes like, eh, if you won't do it, then I'm going back to my former boyfriend. When he told me that, I told him that, and you are sitting there waiting for this woman. She's trouble. Walk out of the relationship. He wouldn't. Along the line, the woman came to apologize, using her, her, her siblings and all that. He accepted the woman. Quite recently, the woman, somebody met the lady in town and gave, said a whole lot of things that he sees her in a coffin and, and he called the guy weeping. So the, the, the gentleman, I went there, I went there and the, the, guy, the lady was at his and we prayed with her and I told her, hey, madam, forget it. The person had given her two weeks. And I said, two weeks time, if you are dead, my, my God is not alive. Oh, then I'm and quite recently, what even broke the camel's back is that the gentleman went out for you to get this, um, uh, you see the EC registration they were doing for the, uh, 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 the national, the, uh, um, no, yeah, the ID cards, they did. He went out for you and you got one of those things and you were paid like 3,800 dollars I think around September, October thereabout, there was a problem with his bank account. So anytime controller pays his salary, it gets to his bank, and for one reason or the other, they return the money to controller, and it happened two months continuous. During those dark moments, the guy called the lady and said, please, I'm in dire need financially, so kindly help me out with 500 Ghana cents. I'll sort you out when things, the lady told him that, no, I don't have money. On Sunday or so, he was telling me that the lady has, uh, I think he, is it, she's a nurse or something. She's been posted to a place and she called him asking for money to buy certain things to take to her station. Like, I asked him, what did you deserve? Papa, leave you. Listen, if the person cannot do for you, what, what you deserve. I hope you get it. 
it is, it is, it is not no worth it wasting your time with such a person. Ever since I got married, I don't remember the last time I bought my own boxer shorts. I don't remember. So what I also do is when mama buys it after some time, I also go to the market and buy her underwear. Uh, you are laughing. I go and I select the ones that are beautiful to me and I come and I tell her that, Madam, this is for you. Wear it for me. No. When my wife sees that I am financially in need, she will just come to you and if she's left with even 10 Ghana cities, she'll come to you and say, take six cities, let me take four cities. You need somebody with a kind heart. Because you see, for those of us who have been called into ministry, if you don't have such a person with you, it is going to be difficult. Because of my desire for youth work and all that, I have a lot of young ladies around me almost all the time. So imagine I am married to a woman who is always jealous because she thinks that a certain young lady is going to steal her husband from her. Will I ever have this? No, I won't. I won't. For those of you who came home last, last year, it was last year, you saw her. I mean, whatever, she would go all out for anybody who comes around. And that's how selfless she is. You see, initially, when I was looking out for a partner, I was looking out for somebody that, if I am praying two hours, the person is playing, praying at least one hour. If I am reading like five chapters of the Bible a day, the person is reading like two or three chapters. But you see, God, God showed me that that is not the kind of person that I need. Because sometimes you go about, you get home and you are so much stressed. So imagine you get home and you are so much stressed and the woman is sitting there praying. She's only prayed for about an hour and she wants to pray an hour or two more at that time. And she's praying for you because you are going out doing ministry, isn't it? So she's praying for you. So at that time that you come home and you are stressed, are you going to tell her to stop and come and save you? Or what? I hope you get it. God showed me that I need a woman who will give me peace at home and not stress at home. Because you go out and you come, out, you come home with so much stress that if you don't have peace at home, it will get complicated. You need somebody who has a kind heart. My dear, are you that person? Because you see, just as you are searching for a spouse, somebody is also searching for you. Oh, yes. You are searching, somebody is also what? Searching. Are you going to be that kind person to, 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 to be able to help that person out? There are some of you, let me say this. There are some of you, you look out for love. And I think that you look out for love in the wrong context. I was talking to, I can mention her name, your former treasurer, um, um, Eunice. She came to the office one of the days and we were having a chat. And I was talking to her about relationship and all that. And I was describing to her 
the way Emana she's going to make her choice of a man. She looked at me and was like, ah, Uncle Kwame, why are you reading me like a book? And I'm like, is he, I am not reading you like a book, but after encountering you for the few times, I have come to see the type of person you are and the type of person you look out for. And she was, she was like, yes, all the things I'm saying. Because I was telling her that, you see, you, you are not the type that will go that emotional. I am in love. No, 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 you are not that type. And, and then she said, there have been times that people have approached her and they are like, I love you. And then the, mo the moment they use the word I love you, it triggers her off. She won't even listen to whatever you are saying. And I said, yes. And I was saying that it is not wrong. It is because of your, your make. You are rather looking out for, I'm not going to do what she's looking out for. You are rather looking out for a man in a certain way. And that is how God has designed you and it is going to attract you to that person. I leave it there, I will continue. I hope you get it. So some of you are looking out for love, somebody who, who will love me. But have you asked yourself somebody you can love? Hmm? Yes, the person will love you, but can you love the person? You desire that the person will love you, isn't it? But you think it will, it will come automatically. Please, there are some of us, love will not come automatically. There are some of us, it is going to, it is going to be like school. It will be a gradual process. You have to graduate from one situation to the other until you identify that you are in love. I'm handling a lady like that. Sometimes, okay, especially when you are dealing with somebody who really doesn't know what he or she is about, and the person wants to be in a relationship. You yourself, now you don't know yourself. So how do you know the kind of person who will be suitable for you? Or how do you make the right choice? Because you don't know yourself. You don't know yourself. I'll come back to the last. Please, what time am I closing? 12. 11.55. 11.55, yeah. Okay. 12.55. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about that I see in the man's prayer is somebody who is hardworking. Hard working. You see, when you read the account very well, he had to fetch like 20 or so gallons jars of water for each camel. Because that's how much they would drink. So if let's say he was, I've, I've, not, I've not really looked at it. If let's say he were, he, they were on the journey with like five or six camels, imagine the number of times Rebecca would have to go up and down fetching water for the camels. Is it, is it 20? I think 20 liters or so when you calculate. Each, each camel was, would drink at least 20 liters or so of, of, of water. And you can imagine. So you see, you don't, you, don't, you don't look out for somebody who is lazy. You should look out for somebody who is hardworking. Because you see, in our generation, it is difficult for you to say that me, I will stay home. One person should do it all, more especially the man should do it all. No. 
No, you don't do that. You should look out for somebody who is hardworking. Somebody who is diligent in what he or she does. I hope you get it. Because laziness never pays off. So the, 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 the Bible admonishes us to even look at the ants as human beings to learn from who or what? The ants. So you should look out for somebody who is hardworking. Let me say this. Not that somebody who is hardworking, so any bogus job the person wants to do. I hope you get it. There are some people who are very hardworking. But you see, because they are hardworking, people have taken advantage of that and they do anything. That is not what I'm talking about. Or you're hardworking in tea whilst you are dating or both Please, don't go cleaning somebody's house when you are not married to the person. Because you are not a cleaner. Don't go washing somebody's clothes, cooking for some. You see, if the person wants you to cook for him or uh, for her, for him, more especially it's the men who do that, do the cooking in your house. Ask him to come and take it away. Oh, yes. No, you see, sometimes when we say some of these things, you don't understand. You go to the person's house. If, let's say, the person is living alone, you are in the person's kitchen, cutting, cutting, cutting. You see, you do it once, twice, three times. It becomes a norm. Before you realize, you are exposing yourself to dangers that you normally wouldn't have what done. So I'll do the cooking in my house. Package it for you. Come with an Uber. Come and take it away. Come and wash it. Washing machine. What about so four hundred guys with my washing machine? On top of the new somebody is even talking of laundry. I hope you get it. No, there are there are there are certain things we don't have to entertain them because the person is the person you are looking out for. The person has promised to marry you, and for that matter, you go all out, including spreading your legs. No. You don't do that. You don't. You don't do that. The fact that your partner might be hardworking does not mean you have to abuse that aspect of your partner. There are some of us who are workaholics. I mean, if, we, if, if, if nobody tells us to stop, we can work around the clock until we break down. I am not saying that uh, uh, because he's, he also works around the clock and, 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 and uh, so, so you just look at the person, uh, work around the clock uh, and break down. No. You should also descend and no point to help the person slow down and all those things. Somebody who is hardworking. You should be looking out for doing such a person.
I talked about love. Where some of us, I mean, I want somebody who loves me and all that. Yes, you should look out for love. That is, that is, that is. You need love to, to make a relationship work, to make a marriage work. But love alone does not make a marriage work or a relationship work. No. But you see, let's look at three areas when we talk about love. One, somebody who, who loves God. Huh? I know some of you would have expected me to say somebody who is a Christian and then, but somebody who loves God and is a Christian. God, 2 Corinthians 16, 14 to 18. You cannot, uh, 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 light and darkness cannot what? So look out for somebody who first and foremost loves God. Hmm? Secondly, loves others. We are still under love. Loves God, loves others. And lastly, the love for God's word or God's work. Because somebody loves God. But the person is not so much into the work of God. Yes, I mean, that person will be reading his word. I know people like that. For some of them, you see them more into their jobs than seeing their giftings in the house of God. There are people like that. So don't say that any pardon or sorry. There are some people eh. Let me use this man as, a, as an example. Because he would easily, maybe some of you might not know him. And if I mention his name, you know where I'm coming from. Let's use Prof. Jackson for, for example. Prof. Jackson, I worked with him for six years. You can stay with Prof. Jackson in the office for weeks, or for a whole week. And you, all the words you hear Prof. Jackson utter will be like five words for the whole week. Until Prof. Jackson needs you to do something, he, he will not call you. He meets you outside, he beats you. Mm -hmm. That is all. But you see, he is a man. If he stands before you to have Bible study and not, you realize that this man really knows the word. And look at how far his wife has gone to. But he, People virtually don't even know him. There are people, I think one of the days I was talking with somebody, I was like, this is Prof. Jackson. He was like, hey, Prof. Jackson only me. Heard the name, but hasn't seen it. So somebody who loves the Lord, somebody who loves others. You see, some of you, your ministries can be stifled by your partner because your partner hasn't got the love and the heart for other people. They always feel that when people, they, they always feel threatened when other people come around you. I remember when I met my wife, I told her, Madam, before we got married, Madam, I was white PG president and I deal with the youth a lot, a lot. But you see, I had met a whole lot of women, but I decided to choose you. So, if any woman comes into my life, don't ever think that that woman is a competition for you. Because nobody can compete with you. 
you are not in competition with anybody. I gave her that assurance and she has seen it for herself. One of my daughters quite recently said, she thought that my wife was the internal type. But when she got closer, she's realized that she was totally mistaken. You need to love others. You see, there is something that we need to also talk about, and that is purity. During that period of search, listen, if you cannot, or if the person is not ready and willing to abstain and be pure till you get married, then I'm sorry. You see, don't, some of us, we want to compromise because you think you, if you lose the person, that is the end of the world. Who said? Who said? Because the more you expose yourself sexually, the more you give the devil the opportunity to strike your life. It's unfortunate, but I have to say this. If you are here and you have that challenge, we can talk in private later on. I'm not going to ask anybody to come forward. But when I entered, I sensed a very strong presence of lust amongst you. I don't know any of you who has been messing around for some time now. I sense that even as I speak to you, I sense it. Please, if you know you are on that path, my number is 027-534-1896. You can call me, we'll deal with this issue privately. I'm not going to expose anybody here, or I'm not going to ask anybody to come for me. I won't do that. But we need to be pure. You want to see? There are so many things going on in our generation and, you see, the devil is making sex look so appealing and so normal that it is not, there is nothing wrong in fooling around. After all, if I go and have sex and ask God to forgive me, he will forgive me. So what's, what's the need? Joseph had that opportunity, but he, 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 he flew, he, he, he ran away from it. He fled from it. So why would he go into it? Samson, when he joked, we all know what happened to him. So why would he joke with that? David, when he saw somebody's wife and took the wife, we all saw what happened to him. So why would he joke with that? I might use this as the last and I'll open the floor for questions. Someone with integrity. Someone, let me even say an unquestionable attitude or of integrity. I mean, Nipaniya Bonidia. I was telling Mark and Calvin when we were outside, 
at one of the boys I taught at JY. Um, he left KNUST some, some, a couple of years back. Yesterday I met his mother, and I was out of the blue asking the mother, because it's been a while since I heard from him, asking him, hey, how are the boys doing? They see her around, they see in her she said yes. And she was like, see her coming. Obani Bewario, Namja, Dabeng. I see February 12 and 14. And I was like, ah, 12 and 14. 12 is Friday, 14 for Sunday. So why am I on Sunday? And she was like, oh, the, the ladies' church, they allow Mary's weddings on Sunday. I was like, oh, okay. Then she said, it is Dr. Kwekutin's daughter, the MP. And I was like, what? My small boy is getting married to the youngest MP in Ghana. You don't mean it. And she was like, eh. So after speaking with the mother, I called him. I was like, eh, see? What's he saying? What's he over here? We call ourselves a Bushia. I said, Bushia, a Bushia, hmm. Eh, I said, see? Now, when she's going to? I'm Pipa. I said, oh, a Bushia, son of Yaka, Opiati, or somebody who's going to. But you see, this is a guy I can vouch that he is that type of person. I mean, those days when he was in JY, and I was YPG president, we used to organize prayer festival. One of the, the first time we organized, he came. He prayed for over six hours. After one prayer, I said, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the that is how far God is taking you. We should be people with unquestionable characters. We should be men and women of integrity. I hope you get it. You see, you should be somebody that in your absence, in, when somebody is speaking something negative, somebody can stand and say that, no, not this person. Not this person. This person I know is not like that. Those are the kind of people that we should be looking out for. Yes, integrity does not come overnight. It is built over a period of time. I hope you get it. And it is the little, little things that you do that is going to show or that is going to build that integrity that we are looking for or you are looking for. Will you be that kind of person? Will you be that kind of person? Such that when we give money to you, we know that we can go and come back five years later, the money that we gave to you, you can account for it and nothing will be missing. Such that when we give you a responsibility, that responsibility that has been laid on your shoulders, you will diligently execute it, such that at the end of the day, there wouldn't be any problem with it. Can we be men and women of integrity? Is it, let me tell you, some of you, it is not your academics that will open doors for you. It is your integrity that will open doors for you. When I was applying to work at University, it was not because of anything. It was because the lecturers in the departments and those who conducted, most of them knew me and knew the type of person I was. And they said, let us give it to this gentleman. I wasn't the most qualified me. I don't think I was. But those are some of the things that failed me for some of us. Quite recently, I went to the Dean of Students. 
to have an, an, uh, an interaction with him on a few issues. He was ready and willing to, 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 to listen to me and help out in the areas that I was talking to him about. You think that if it is not because he's, he knows the kind of person I am, he would do that. He wouldn't do that. Because when your character becomes questionable, people wouldn't want to stick out their necks for you. They wouldn't. But when you have an unquestionable character, you are a person of integrity, people will go all out for you. Beloved, as we desire to choose a spouse, these are some of the things that I think we need to think out for. They are not exhaustive. Yes, you can, there may be other things that you can look out for. But for now, these are some of the things I think we should look out for as we take the steps to choose a partner. But from the preamble that I read, know that this journey is not going to be easy. It says that choosing a life partner is not something to take lightly. Choose someone who is going to fight this battle with you, serve God with you, and love you just as Christ loves the church because you are going to need it. Amen. Now, anybody who wants to ask a question? Come on.